Boy, you ever get deja vu? Uh, all right, so welcome to our game over head-to-head. -head. We're going to be getting to Mark Dumont in just a moment. But first, the NHL season is heating up, and there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Whether you're looking to hammer an Austin Matthews anytime goal or ride the puck line with the Montreal Canadiens, our partners at SignUp Expert want to make sure you're ready to sweat your bets with the best. SignUp Expert is hooking up our listeners with one of the newest sports books available in Canada, Batano. Batano is home to some of the best odds when it comes to betting on the NHL and offers unique markets including virtual soccer and basketball. All you have to do is get start all you have to do to get started is scan the QR code on your screen or click the link in the description to register and place that first bet. If you thought the Vancouver Canucks have been the best surprise so far, wait until you try Batano. Don't walk, run to check out Batano today. Scan the QR code or hit the link in the uh, description to get started and start sweating your bets with the best. Always remember to bet responsibly and within your means. Viewers must be 19 years and older to sign up for Batano. Um, okay, so take two. Um, hi, Mark. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great, Peter. Hey, hey, listen. We, we did pretty good in that last intro, but I think in the evening uh, showing, we can do a little bit better. The matinee <laughs> was okay, but we can do a little bit better there. Hey, hey, listen, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you, Peter, for hosting. So what happened here is I wanted to avoid the NDG internet, as you all know, as you all wrote in the chat. So I asked Peter to host while I would host, okay? If that makes sense. So he's doing the hardwiring hosting, and I was just going to do the uh, pretty face hosting. Anyhow, forgot to mention to change the stream key. So that's what happens there. Thank you so much for being patient. I love everybody in the chat. Honestly, you're all great. Hi, Adam. How's it going? Hi, Claire. How's it going, Claire? And shout out to Evan for uh, doing my introductions without me there. You all know me too well. So fun night. Um, obviously, the Canadians offense stall, but there's a lot to talk about. Um, we might even... Peter, talk about the Sean Monahan issue, right? I think that's <laughs> something that uh, Habs fans want to talk about. He didn't score tonight, but he came so, so close. So we're going to talk about the Flames first, which has been a confusing, confusing season. Um, and then we're going to talk about the Habs, and we'll get into our uh, commentary from all our amazing people there. Before we get going, please like and subscribe the screen, at uh, the screen, the stream. And uh, we promise that uh, this is the last intro we're going to do tonight. We're not doing any other ones. Um, Peter, we originally wanted to have Kat Toffoli on tonight. Now, what happened is that she's busy with... Uh, Jake Evans is getting married, so she's going out with the Montreal girls tonight. So she couldn't join us. Mm. But that's fine. We love Kat. We're going to give her the night off, right, Peter? We're that generous. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like we... I mean... I think this would be more fun, but I, I guess we're just going to let her have to, to to slug it out out there. But uh, yeah, I think we made the right call letting her have the night off and uh, enjoy some fun this evening. I think she's probably going to have a little bit more fun, but we're going to have <laughs> a lot of fun too. Uh, we're going to talk obviously about Yuri Slavkovsky. We might even talk about Nazem Kadri, um, the Sean Monaghan thing and everything else. Now, uh, before we get going, we're just let's uh, let everyone know first segment flames, second segment Habs. And if you have any questions, throw them in the chat. If you want to praise Caden Gooley, I'm looking at you. Okay. You know, I know you're here. Oh, there you are. Uh, you're going to love what you saw tonight from Caden Gooley. There was a bit of a scary incident and I want to talk about that real quick, but, uh, we're seeing great things from a guy who, you know, in another world could be the Canadians captain right now in an alternate universe, but we're not in an alternate universe. Are we Peter? We're in a universe where the flames, Hey, great, great win. And I think that'll do them a lot of good, but what's the vibe right now in Calgary? Not good. 
Mark, not not positive. Um, it, it's it's <laughs> yeah, no, no. Um, uh, on a scale of good to bad, it's bad right now out here in Calgary. Um, people people are very fed up with, with the direction of this team. Um, the, this season has not started the way a lot of people thought it would. We we thought the vibes would be better this year. Um, yeah. Out goes Daryl Sutter, Ryan Huska, the, this guy who everyone likes. Um, I've. I, I've been able to interview him a number of times. He was always nice to me, which means he has to be the best person. And uh, <laughs> that, that's, that's how media the rule. works, right? That's yeah. the rule in media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, I thought that things would be a whole lot better coming into the season. And it's the same from last year. Um, Huberto has not been able to find whatever magic he left behind in Florida. Nazem Kadri mm -hmm. has been better lately, and, and I'm sure we'll get into that here. But he has not been the guy that this team needed him to be. And everyone wants to leave, um, whether you're <laughs> <laughs> whether you're on a expiring contract, multi-year contract. Everybody wants uh, out of Calgary, except for Backlund, right? Yes, except for Backlund, who wanted out of Calgary and then didn't want out of Calgary, and now he has a letter on his chest. Um, you know. Funny how that all worked out. Right, Funny how yeah. that all worked out, right? No, but I mean, it's, it must be such a, 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 like a situation of unrest because they don't seem intent on rebuilding, and I kind of understand why, but there doesn't seem to be much light at the end of that rainbow. So we're going to keep it positive. They won. What are the positive things that, that, that the Calgary Flames can look at right now? Um, the positive thing is something that I think Josh Anderson is going to be seeing in his nightmares for a while, and that's Jacob Markstrom has been Jacob excellent. Um, yeah, the, yeah. the save percentage probably doesn't look at um, five on five goals. I, I think the Flames are still towards the bottom, although tonight will help. But that this has been a significantly better season for Jacob Markstrom. Um, when you go from Daryl Sutter to almost any living organism on the planet, you're going to have a <laughs> bit of a drop off defensively. Like for yeah, for all yeah. Daryl's flaw flaws. And there are lots. Um, he, the, the man knows how to coach himself in NHL defense. And mm -hmm. so they went from a, a strong structure to what you saw tonight, which was uh, skating around with your heads cut off and hoping Markstrom makes 35 saves, which worked. The, <laughs> that's the uh, Michel Therrien approach to, to coaching. You know, it's the, it's, the, it's the only coach in, in NHL history that had two of his goalies win the heart and the Vizina in the same year and everyone's celebrating for it. But really you're like, hey, why, why did that happen? So, yeah, it's not exactly uh, relying on your goalie. Montreal fans know all too well. Yes. Is not an ideal situation. But but is our, our playoffs still even in a possibility? Are they in people's minds? I mean, like, the, regardless, it's early in the season, but not, not all is lost for the Flames, right? Right. I, I think that the organization would tell you the playoffs are still the goal. Um, they are very against rebuilds. Um, there has been... Has Calgary ever really done a proper... Rebel? Not really. They, they traded uh, Jerome McGinley about five years too late. Um, mm -hmm. for they got a pick that turned into Morgan Klimchuk. Um, who again, nice kid, but if you're saying who, that's probably the correct answer. Um, and <laughs> that was kind of the, the main piece out of that. And from there, they, they bottomed out for a couple of years, got Monahan, who you're welcome, and um, and and Sam Bennett, who you're welcome, Florida. And it, it never was really able to turn around because basically, as soon as Jerome left. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau came in and they were kind of off to the mediocre races one more time, uh, winning division titles one year and missing the playoffs the next. So no, that they've, they have never fully committed to let's just embrace the suck for a while and go through it. That they, they have always tried to, to piece together things. Um, I will say it to anyone with ears while 2004 was great and fun in this city. I think it did a disservice to ownership who think, Oh, just finish sixth and you can make the, uh, make a run to the Stanley cup final. Cause you're always going to have a Mika Kippersoff and Jerome McGinley to go and out there and Craig carry Conroy him. that's scoring left and right. right. Well, 
Okay, I was just about to mention that because I think that was the only time in Canadian history where everyone in Canada said, fuck yeah, let's support the Flames. Yeah. Like, it, it felt like everyone, and it was, okay, you had, Iguinla was fighting Le Cavalier, you know, like, you had captains going at it. That cup run was probably the most fun. I mean, Montreal had a, a cool one the other, but this one, you knew, like, Calgary probably deserved there's no such thing as deserved in sports but uh they could have done a little bit better so yeah it's funny you mentioned that one cup run but what it does as you say it lifts up those expectations yeah if you just get in you'll be fine hey that's great for stories but statistically speaking it's not yeah. i mean like the kings what the kings won with that eighth place right you know how many gms have that circle they have that VC <laughs> on their vcr every year they're putting yeah. that in the summer <laughs> that and the blues were in last place by new year's day that one year that 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 has that that has inspired so many awful decisions around this league now yeah and me meanwhile the real the most cup winners they're just dominant right off the bat <laughs> right off the get-go all the way through okay what if i tell you this though the calgary flames are a top 10 team in Corsi, so shot share a top 10 team in expected goals which is very important, mm -hmm. but they're one of the worst teams in the league when it comes to actual goals, the goal control. So their expected goals is about 51.5%, which is very good. Very, very good. I mean, anything above 50 is great. Their actual goal share is, uh, what is it? I lost it, but it's really bad. It's something like 40% <laughs> or yeah, 41%. Mm -hmm. So logically speaking, they're due for a huge uptick in results, aren't they? You would think so. Um, the, the problem is there's just, a, there's a real lack of finish on this team. Um, like I, I would imagine the expected Andersonitis. goals. Yes. Yeah. 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 It's a full team of it. Um, like Connor Zari, <laughs> I think is third or fourth on the team in points. And he came up nine games into the year. Um, mm -hmm. So not a positive sign, but like, I, I would imagine expected goals on a two on O is pretty high and they missed the net on that tonight. Um, it, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of that. Like that they have, um, that they have Huberto who, when he is at his peak, he is a, a phenomenal playmaker and Lindholm oh, God, can yeah. finish. Aside from that, like Backlund's great, but I, I don't know if 30 goals are ever going in off of that stick. Um, Manjapani has scored 30 before, but I wouldn't call him a 30 goal scorer, if that makes sense. Like they, they have, they don't really have a lot of guys with finishing ability and that has been a problem for this team and unfortunately they then don't do some of the like they they play as if they have guys who can shoot like Caulfield can um but then they, they don't you know have anyone who can do that so it's it's a real <laughs> interesting mix right now so no I, I have seen that and there is absolutely reason for optimism you would assume at some point some of those yeah. are just going to, to start to go in I just don't know where it's starting to go from. Like this team struggled to score goals last year and then traded Tyler to Foley's 34 goals uh, for Igor Sharangovich and didn't bring anyone else in. So I... That was it, eh? That was the... the, the wow, he's... A how has he been? I haven't had a chance to watch him, but has he been okay? He's been okay. Um, they, they put him as a fourth line center to start, which isn't the the place that you would think that is going okay. to maximize all, all of his value. Um, so, but he, he has... Oh, He's been so good, it's knocking my equipment over. Um, He's done pretty well in those roles, and so he has kind of worked his way up a little bit. You can see, like, there's a shot there for sure, but it, it hasn't really... um, He hasn't really done a whole lot, really, to, to make up for it's, what was missing. Well, and that's... Okay, and let's talk about that. Now, actually, there's one of the best comments right now. We have Conrad Crossert who says, anything is pospisal. Now, that's pretty good. <laughs> and we saw him today. Actually, great. That's a great story that he's back, you know, doing good things in the NHL. We saw Gooley cut him off on a plate tonight, but it was, you know, it's still fun to see him in the NHL. Uh, let's talk about Tyler Toffoli because I don't know if he's become a mythic, like, uh, figure in, in, in Calgary as he has in Montreal. But, you know, there was a guy tonight that they, they put in the ring of honor called Pierre Sergent who 
uh, he was the captain and he moved the Habs from the Bell Center to the Forum. And I'll tell you right now, you ask most Habs fans who they wanted the Ring of Honor, it would be Tyler Toffoli, like immediately, you know. Um, so he made such a huge impact with the Canadians. How was he in Calgary? Because he was just quietly adorable here. First of all, he's like the living embodiment of a golden retriever. Uh, <laughs> he scores a surprising amount of goals for a guy who always kind of looks like he's falling as he has a breakaway. Um, and he's not that fast, but hey, he's doing great in, in New Jersey because he has a great sense of hockey. So what was his tenure in Calgary like? He was the bright light uh, in a sea of darkness last season with everything going bad with Daryl Sutter and all of that. He was the only one who was yeah. really shining through. And he just, he has an unbelievable knack of just being exactly where he's supposed to be always. That that was, it was really cool right? to see that. Like it's, yeah. it's hockey sense, like a thousand out of 10. He is so great. He's the that. guy that's there, like, he's, he, and it's almost Gretzky like in its approach. And I'm not trying to like, like I know that's pushing it. <laughs> But there's some guys that don't have to chase. Like mm. everyone always says, Andrew Shaw, oh, he worked so hard. Yeah, the guy was 45 feet away from where he should be at every single fucking play. He was catching up. That's why he looked like a like an idiot chasing. <laughs> Toffoli's always where he's got to be. Yeah. That's really his, his, his advantage. Totally, 100%. And so, yeah, he... He kind of filled a need that this team desperately had, with uh, which was like putting the puck in the net. He's so good at that. Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, uh, people people look upon him fondly. And I think at the going into last off season, there was a number of players who had this yeah. year was their last their last year. And I think a lot of people were kind of hoping that he would be the one that they'd be able to figure out instead of the first. And to this point, only one out the door. Uh, I think a lot of people were, were hoping that he would stick around. But there's uh, no one is upset about the success he's having right now in New Jersey. That's for sure. No, and that's that's kind of the mark of a when you know he he everyone loves him and his team and everyone he goes to another team and people are actually happy. But yeah. it's funny because with Montreal the Toffoli trade signaled the beginning of the end, right? Like that was their first trade where it was almost their Phil Kessel trade where they trade him a year early, but they just want to get him out of there just so they wouldn't have a good player on the team. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? It was essentially lowering the quality. And after him, that's when you had Ben Chirot got traded, Lekkanen got traded, you know, everyone else got traded. The Flames started strong. Then, then what do you think happened? Was it just, I mean, let's be honest, Calgary's had a bit of a rough ride with, random things in the last two years is this all on management personally i think so but uh, they haven't been like dealt the best hand either right no um i think that they probably should have rebuilt a while ago and so uh, i think like they, they have put themselves in this spot like you said or like we talked about before they have never really fully embraced it that's why we have like um, ever yeah i can't like, i can't even even before the gretzky days i'm trying to think like there's <laughs> yeah. there's nothing yeah, never. Not no, even like, not even inkling, not even like at an attempt. Calgary's no. always just been there trying to get in fourth to eighth. Yes, perpetual and a couple divisions in there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, division. Uh, they won the division and then lost to the Avalanche in five. Um, the, the, it's great. Um, but no, like they, they've never really gone for it. Like that's why you get former Calgary Flame greats like Owen Nolan, uh, Tony Amante, and Ole Jokinen. Um, all players that you associate with the Calgary Flames, of course. But it Owen was Owen Nolan, <laughs> really? Owen Nolan. Oh yeah, yeah. Owen Nolan was a, a Calgary Flame. Um, I'm sure he likes to forget it too. But that's uh, crazy. To <laughs> yeah. To, to, like, you know, there's some guys I just don't like, you know, Joe Neuendijk, I should probably associate with the Flames. He's the one who ended up getting a Ginla. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I do not associate Owen Nolan. I would have failed on that 
quiz. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's a real good Pukdoku one, um, <laughs> if you can remember that. But, like, it, it has always been that way. And so there was a point where they had missed the playoffs with Goudreau and Monaghan, and it was kind of yeah. like, okay, th this feels like maybe this one isn't going to work. But instead, yeah. they, like, doubled down, and to be fair, they, they went on and made the playoffs. And it was always that kind of roller coaster where it was, it, it was playoffs, and then they would dip down the next year. But, okay, playoffs, I get we lost in five, but... Playoffs, huh? Um, and then Gaudreau leaves, Kachuk wants to leave. And so at that point, I think a lot of fans wanted like, okay, let's just, it didn't work. We had our fun. Gaudreau was cute. Let's just, let, let's move on. Um, but they, they go make the win now move with, with Uyghur and Huberto, um, along with Schwint in a first. And um, they, they tried to, to keep it going. I don't think this ownership group wants a rebuild um that when they're afraid of losing that playoff money right here and exactly there, that's really where you're making your at the end of the year and even with the habs the the biggest chunk of your profit will really be those playoff games that's yep. really where you're 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 where you end up munging your pane a little bit there you know that's where you get your your profits but let's be honest hockey fans don't give a crap about owners these days and with all the uh all this stuff, obviously, I'm glad for Calgary, but when the, the, the fans end up paying for the buildings and whatnot, I think mm -hmm. that excuse runs a little thin. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, now, especially with a new building coming, I don't think they want to suck, quite frankly. Um, and 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 so, like, again, you can understand it. And who am I to, to tell someone, no, don't get two games of playoff gates. How dare you want to get all of that money? Like, that's more money it. than I'll, I'll see in my lifetime. But at the same time, it's it, that does not make a good hockey team. And yeah. so it, it just, it feels like it is, I don't even think it was, like, I don't think it was Treliving's fault. Um, although he's not exactly showering himself in glory in Toronto right now with some of the moves he's made. But um, I don't think it's Conroy's fault either. Um, I, I really do think that this is an ownership group that um, it, it just, it, they, they don't want to do a rebuild. I believe that there's a quote that goes around all the time um, when I believe it was when Ken King died. And um, I believe his name is John Bean took over as like the official president of overlord of the calgary flames i think is the official <laughs> title um and he yeah. said rebuild isn't in my vocabulary and it's like you know oh what? my god immediately um, trebuchet yeah. him out of the building like, just <laughs> yeah. immediately yeah oh my eject god, button fly away. never getting that job though you know mm -hmm. what i mean but that's that's what ownership wants right yeah, but that's like, that's like a general saying like i never retreat like okay well you're gonna lose you know what i mean yeah you know, that's Wow, that's um, that's a terrible, terrifying quote for a sports fan. Mm -hmm. And so now you get what, what we have here, where the Flames tonight, um, with all due respect <laughs> to the players out there, I think rolled out three really good third lines. Um, I don't know yeah. if there's a first line out there, but three really strong third lines that the Flames put out this evening. Like, they're just, they're stuck. And you have Huberto yeah. and Kadri under long-term contracts. Zari and Pospisil are fine, but I, I don't know if there are building blocks by any stretch of the imagination. You basically have Dustin Wolf as the the future of this team a goalie in the american the hockey hope. league yes the great the great wolf hope yeah the great 511 goalie hope is is what they have right now and that's that's basically it like it, there's a bunch of expiring contracts but th there isn't a whole lot to be excited about well you know what's crazy in all of this we're talking about josh henderson earlier i know for a fact that the calgary games came knocking twice mm -hmm. last year and the year before and put in very very healthy offers for Josh Anderson. I'm talking the type of offers that, you know, I'm pretty sure that's why they wrote the song, take the money and run there. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, like, it, like these are the type of offers that anyone that isn't 
really just kind of getting high on their own supply, thinking that their players are so amazing, would have taken immediately. So I guess they dodged a bullet there, given what we're seeing now. <laughs> things things could be worse, Peter, is what I'm yes. trying to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, for sure. And they, they were in on Anderson before Montreal got him too. Like they, yeah. th- there was a, yeah. a lot of talk about that. Like he, he has been... Um, th- there's probably someone wearing a Josh Anderson jersey around Calgary because they thought they oh, were getting him. Like guaranteed, and it came very close. And, and for the trade as well, and before that. Now, here's the thing: I still think, and we'll transition to the Habs a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think that there's going to be a market for Josh Anderson, even if he scores zero goals to the trade deadline, because he's the that's the kind of guy that GMs just fall in love with. Like they're, they they they've drawn up the picture of the Stanley Cup winning goal, and it's Josh Anderson in all his perk plus glory, like <laughs> knocking guys left and right and going straight to the net and scoring that goal. So yeah, you know, it's funny that I, I, I think it's a fireable sin not to have taken that, and I'm not saying to fire Hughes, but in the long run, that's the type of thing where you say, holy shit, I screwed up there. Like that was a big mistake and Hughes has done great, but that was a big one. Um, The Habs, on the other hand, they're looking at guys like Lane Hudson. So speaking of prospects, Lane Hudson to make the next big impact. They have a couple other guys, guys like Joshua, Sean Farrell and the minors. But for now, I'd like to get before I start rambling on, what's your view of the Habs right now? Because you ask our fans here, you ask Kay right now, she'll say the vibes are good. Well, she loves she loves Caden Gooley, so she's always going to say the mm-hmm. vibes are good after a Gooley game. But it, it's funny because Habs fans were told for the longest time, and Keck Scholes mentioned it in our, in our chat earlier, that Habs fans wouldn't do a rebuild. They wouldn't handle a rebuild. And let's be honest, that was utter BS. That was management giving that excuse, right? Mm-hmm. This way we get it. So what's your view kind of what's going on in Montreal right now from the other side of the, uh, for, for, from the other side of the country? How's it looking? I, I think it's looking really well. Like it, it, it's, it's kind of what a rebuild is supposed to look like, right? Like this was almost the perfect rebuild game. The kids play well. It was entertaining. And you lost and the regulation. Lost. It, it was a beautiful thing. <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> it's funny because there's, there's this constant battle on, on social media. The people that want them to win or play well and the ones that want them to get another star. They're mm-hmm. both right. Tonight, you're right. Tonight was a vibes are good loss. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But like you look at it, like Caulfield is obviously like a dude for, for lack of a better term. Like that, <laughs> that shot. He is him. Yes, is exactly. Him. <laughs> that shot is ridiculous, man. And Suzuki, just that quick little entry he made when it was the six on four. Like I remember yeah. thinking Calgary cleared the puck out. And I was like, okay, entries are always tough on the, oh, he's in already. Okay. Well, never mind. Um, yeah. Like th- there's definitely something with him. I like Gooley, that was scary tonight, but um happy <sighs> that, that he is all right. But he looks like yeah. it, like it, it feels like a lot of the building blocks are there. I, I do understand the desire for like, that one more star um because it, <clears throat> yeah <laughs> sorry yes. yeah i have a little bit of a russian cough there lately i'm sorry <laughs> about that yeah man i i knew i was listening to too much of you guys down the stretch last year when i was like you know what i think the hat have she could take mixkov like i i was i was stealing what you guys were doing at, and put it on radio out here um, oh my god oh no well, of, you know it's hey listen that last time the Habs scored uh, 40 goals um I don't remember. I don't remember. Let's be no. Let's be honest. The last time they got to what forty or eighty points, I think, was uh, Alex Kovalev in Carey Price's career. He had one guy reach eighty points. One oh. guy, and it was his rookie year. Man, I didn't realize it was that bad. Holy cow! Like, okay, this is how thirsty <laughs> those brothers are thirsty for 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 a player. They get when when Kovalchuk came here, and he was just at the end of his ribbon. And um, I guess he's going to go in the, the ring of honor, just like Sonal did, because he played for the Habs if he goes in the Hall of Fame. But Habs fans were losing their minds. They're like, we got a star. We got a star. No, 
you got like the the obi-wan kenobi that's in the desert he's hidden his lightsaber you know he's not going anywhere yeah he's just here to protect luke <laughs> and have times were just losing their minds like even end of career rajulov who was going out with galchenyuk more often than galchenyuk's girlfriend you know even have times were like oh yeah like and he got like 60 points or something so yeah, yeah. montreal starved, starved. oh for sure for a superstar it sounds like it yeah and like so I, I can understand like the want for that one more um but it does seem like things are like progressing that the way they should i, I know yeah. um that there has been quite the discussion about slavkowski lately um I, I don't know if this is the the best one the best game for the pro slavkowski crowd because i uh like, he, he wasn't awful okay. or anything tonight i didn't notice him a ton which is for a rookie that's not awful i suppose or for a second yeah. year kid um but yeah like yeah. He, he was he was okay and and mm -hmm. i'll tell you right now peter the thing is uh, there's a lot of house fans are sick of he was okay in the, the process and all that he actually had an assist so mm -hmm. on that goal he created a lot of time and space for dvorak who made just a nice little pass behind the net that was yeah. just Christian Dvorak's actually been really good for that. He was we're great gonna, tonight. We're not going to, he was amazing tonight. We're yeah. not going to talk about it just yet uh, <laughs> for Habs fans because we're going to give him a few more games because, you know, since he's gotten here, he hasn't been amazing. But Dvorak's been better. I'll say this about Slavkovsky. Um, what was happening, Peter, at the beginning of the year is that he'd get the puck on his stick and because things weren't going well, he was overthinking. And you know, as well as I do, even though it's beer league, but when you're overthinking out there on the ice, nothing goes right no. nothing goes right whatsoever right every single decision you make is the wrong one you hesitate so he was kind of basically he was hesitating and everyone was thinking and you can't do that in the nhl so now his passes are a lot more crisp a couple of nights ago set a career high for 10 shots and this is after okay you're talking about two on o's that don't get a shot Safkovsky with caulfield two on o tries to pass it to caulfield lifts his head whiffs on the puck oh Okay. Yeah. Everyone right. Oh my God. Stuff. And I write a sarcastic tweet about his shots. He comes out and he takes 10 shots in the neck between the, the second and the third period, you know, 10 shots. Yeah. A ton. So house fans are happy to see that he got another point tonight. It's just that one, you know, they look at guys like Joshua Roy in the AHL that are dominating and they're like, Hey, it's going really well for this guy. Why are we rushing this guy? Right. Mm -hmm. So I think they've come to terms with that was probably one of the weakest drafts in NHL history. And this is a project, but when they say it's a project and they're going to have to work on them, everyone thought that the, that wouldn't be done in the NHL. And I think that's really what's concerning most people. It's not a development league. And uh, we're seeing right now, Sofkovsky's having just a slightly harder time adjusting to the time and pace. That being said, you know what? It's probably his best three game streak all year. So right. I'd say, yay. Good for Slavkovsky. <laughs> and, but, 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 you know, that's kind of setting the bar pretty low when you're saying he's got one assist and some advanced that, you know, some numbers were good. And our first overall pick had a decent outing. It's not exactly what people expect. And no. I think that's the biggest issue, people, uh, Peter, is it's it's the expectations. Oh, 100%. Yeah, you, you put that that label on um, in any market and there's going to be expectations. But I would imagine that's ratcheted up in Montreal a little bit. And yeah, oh. it's, it's tough because you're right. The NHL isn't a development league. But if you want him to get used to the, the, the speed and pace of the you NHL. You got to play him with those guys. You yeah. kind of got to play at the speed and pace of the NHL, right? So it's it, it, it can be frustrating to watch. But it do, he does feel like that guy who you'll just look up one day and it's like, oh, it's worked now. You know, like, it, they'll just be, like, a light bulb that, that comes on for him. Um, I always find that the most difficult part of a rebuild, and I think it's happening in Ottawa right now and countless other places, uh, maybe even Buffalo a bit, um, getting that goalie is the the, the mm -hmm. most difficult part of it. You know, like, Ottawa probably would be full-on out of theirs now if they could get a couple more saves each night. Uh, Montembeau... I mean, the Oilers, the Oilers should be leading. <laughs> yes. It was funny, you know, I'm looking at the Flames, I'm like, man, they've had a disappointing start, and yet they're not the most disappointing team 
in that province right now. Yes. No, we, we are going to fly a batter as the best team in Alberta <laughs> in 23 We're not as shit as you. Like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, it's so nice because it's been that for a bit, right? Because the Oilers had all the first overall picks and you don't yeah. get those because you're great. So while, mm. while the Flames have been stuck in mediocrity, the Oilers were just stuck in the mud for a while. So this these last three or four years where the Oilers have been good, um, that, that has not been, it's it's not what we've liked. So scary, we're, we're digging eh? this a little bit. Yeah. Let's be honest though. Exactly. There's a smile on your face when you're like, oh, you know, I I, I, I can see a future where Connor McDavid asks for a trade or, or goes yeah. down south or whatnot. That must make... Calgary Flames. So I like oh. listen. Bitterness is a huge part of hockey. Yes, it's a huge part of it. So and really, it's all we like, have now. <laughs> exactly. And for most time bases, that is all you have. All right. So if anyone in the chat, thank you. We're seeing all of you. Huge active chat. We love all of you. Every single mm -hmm. one of you. If you could favorite the chat and subscribe, uh, we have Peter. He's hosting out of Game Over Calgary. I am Marc Dumont. I am your host from Game Over Montreal. Now. There was an event in the second period. I don't want to get into the, the politics side of it because it's so goddamn ridiculous that it's been politicized. But there was an incident where um, Caden Gooley, uh, which I, which player was it, Peter? I forget which Flames player uh, Lindholm. was Lindholm. Lindholm, okay. Off the face off. And this happens in hockey. This happens. Skate up. And it actually nailed him right in the visor, right? Mm -hmm. So coming back down, which is about an inch away from your karatsid. Okay, your karatsid, which is this right here it's a very important uh vein that goes straight to your artery so that is the exact same vein that richard zednick got cut if you remember correctly were there any house fans watching in 2008 when richard zednick who's in february got his neck cut anyone remember that mm -hmm. there was a trainer there he was actually a vietnam medic so he's the one who saved richard zednick's life i will look up it's jim petrazuli i believe i uh, someone will look that up for me but it's the exact same medic that was there for Clint Mellerchuk in mm. 1989 when he got his neck cut. Mm -hmm. Okay, both those incidents would have resulted in death if not for this Vietnam medic. All I'm saying now is that the next time that it happens, and if those would have resulted in deaths, we would have had neck guards by now. But if those would have happened, if they wouldn't have been lucky, and I'm not saying I wish them to have died, we would have had neck guards by now. The fact that the NHL got lucky that a Vietnam vet was at the same one at both games Yes, it's absolutely great. We saved our players, but it was also just such a struck a luck that uh, a luck that will not happen again. So all I'm saying now is that we're seeing players try it in practice. There's no reason not to. Employers, their job is to protect their employees. So let's just forget the whole. Oh, you know, it's their choice. No, 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 no. We're we're talking about employees doing safety at their job. So it's the job of they're instructed by law. Employers to protect their employees, and uh, I just can't wait until. We see more neck guards out there. We don't want another incident. Some people will say, hey, it didn't even hit his neck. That's the point. It's getting too close, too close for comfort. It won't change anything. Let's get everyone in neck guards. Yes. Fair enough? Hunter, I, I don't know why we're not. Like everyone, you, you Because have... everything has to be, sorry, and I don't, everything has to be well, one side, one side. I'm sorry, it's so stupid. People will entrench themselves in the dumbest sides just to say, oh, I'm going against you. Listen, yeah. this isn't about you or me or anyone. It's about safety. It's about safety. That's it. That's yeah. all, right? Well, and like I, um, I had Clint Molarchuk on my radio show out here in Calgary a, a number of years ago. Now, I he might still be in Calgary, um, but he he at very least does a number of different things around here, and, and, it's and like, he doesn't love talking about it. No, he? no, and it like forever altered the course of his life. You know, like it, it PTSD, like all of these sorts of things yeah. that come yeah. with almost, pardon my language, fucking dying on the ice, like that. 
affect it's a person. miracle okay, okay let's okay I, to specify the medic had to put his hand inside clint mallard buddy and literally try to close the gap with his hand mm -hmm. now the only reason the medic knew this is because he was a vietnam medic and he saw his buddies get blown up and he had to do the same thing you see what i'm saying yeah. like so it's, it's 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 absolutely ridiculous that that we're just because of those two events and that amazing hero we're not there yet but yeah as you mentioned it was so gnarly it was so so uh, don't look it up but when Mullerchuck painted the ice yes yeah oh it's horrifying the, the images of it and like uh, that's why I, I scoff when it's like, oh well they're uncomfortable it's like yeah well so is shit. have so is having someone's hand inside of you to save save your life right like that that would <laughs> that would seem to me to be mildly uncomfortable so yeah, I, I don't from, get it from an all. employee's from an employee's base too listen me when when Eric Carlson got his Achilles cut mm -hmm. I, right away I'm thinking hey if I'm if I'm the owner I'm protecting my asset the moment that Eric Carlson got his skate cut okay first of all it ruined the Ottawa centers ruined the playoffs cost them millions and it's an asset like from the from the purely non-sentimental it's not not sentimental that <laughs> no emotions involved uh you want to protect your assets on top of protecting your employees right so yeah it, it's it, it's absolutely ridiculous that there's two sides to this um let's just say I know a lot of people have been wearing neck guards. The house been wearing neck guards in practice. It'll take a little while though, right, Peter? That's mm -hmm. how it goes with these things. It'll take a little while. And just like some guys start wearing socks after, the, you know, those cut proof socks, guys are starting to wear the neck guards. And um, I think it'll happen, but it'll probably be grandfathered in. Yeah, like visors were, right? And we are, we're both old enough to remember when that was a thing where you're going to make everyone wear visors? Well, uh, make them wear dresses too, man. Like th th those Same thing with the helmets, bud. Thing. Like yeah. I, I'm oh, yeah. old enough to remember that shit. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Um, Jacques Plant was, right now, Jacques Plant, if this was back then, people would be like, oh, you, you pussy Jacques. <laughs> like, why don't why don't you eat more vulcanized rubber to the face you cuck you know? like, that's, that's exactly what would be happening right now if twitter existed back then. and you know what Jacques Plant got mocked by everyone oh yeah um and, and he wasn't actually the first to do it so yeah they said they never wear goalie masks they never wear helmets they never wear visors i listened to don cherry insult francophones for for 15 years about visors so yeah it, it'll happen it'll happen eventually but it'll yeah. take time yeah, hundred percent. Um, these like it, it's always mind-boggling. I would be wrapped in bubble wrap out, out there if I could. Oh well, you um, and I would be broken right away, right? Oh yeah, yes, I mean. yeah. No, I I'm I'm a, a fragile little flower. Um, so no, I I wouldn't uh, anything of that. Um, I I played soccer with my godson this weekend and. <laughs> halfway through whenever because we didn't have nets i built them these like uh these tube nets but there was no netting halfway through i made a rule I'm like hey if you miss buddy you gotta run behind and get it you know and then i have to like <laughs> i i convinced him to put all his gear on because i wanted to be warm but I, I had to take my toque off i was steaming and oh yeah, yeah. so no you know, we i don't, uh, we, I, I we don't, wanna, we, don't oh, we don't want to take anything away from these guys but no. it's just logic that's how the sport evolves yes exactly like that there's um, and not again to, to just take all the emotion out of it. These are all like you said, million dollar assets that you have running around on knives for sixty minutes a night. Bingo! Like bingo! It's it's mind boggling to me. You know, like some of these guys are wearing less than Kareem Abdul Jabbar would wear back in the day. Um, yeah. And absolutely, right. no, no, for sure. You have to protect and, and these guys from themselves, right? Because they're mm -hmm. like. Sean Monaghan, who I, I'm sure is going to come up soon. Um, they were talking, uh, um, you, you guys were talking, uh, I'm sure you watched the Montreal broadcast tonight. On the Calgary broadcast, they were talking about, oh yeah, he would bend over to take a face off and couldn't stand back up because his hits were so bad. But you know what? Teammate he was, never told the training staff about it. I was like, that's fucking moronic that like tell, tell them that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah, that's absolutely. that's the hockey mentality right like that's the we celebrate stuff like that you know and it's like oh well this guy was out there playing with a broken leg it's like well 
he could have not you know that probably that probably would have been sweet too you could have just not it, yeah it's the same thing as who was it that came oh he, he had a heart attack his heart stopped they got him back and it was a that was a dallas player then he wanted to come back on an ice he, on the ice he was so courageous and i'm like mm. yeah he's courageous but that's stupid that yeah. is <laughs> about and, and again we everyone knows that they're so tough here and nobody re, i got so many dumb replies when i mentioned it's time to do it it's all oh, what are you gonna win next are you gonna play with pillows like nope i'm just talking about protecting about the, that that thin piece of metal on the on the skates and here's the thing the sport has evolved when rain gretzky played his his shoulder pads were two pieces of newspaper folded together his helmet <laughs> was basically leather right but now your basic guy now like your arbor jack guy now will be able to destroy any other player if they're not if they don't keep their heads up that wasn't necessarily true but like there were still tough guys back then but now yeah. just the the level of eliteness and physicality and the speed of the game yes it brings an evolution right so that's what we're and again i know that i'm being very 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 preachy about this but as ad <laughs> mentions here zednik had three-quarter cut of his, his cartoid of skaratsid artery which is yeah, sorry. I know I called it a vein earlier. I was going to say it feeds into the artery. It is the artery itself. So it does pump right through. And your blood takes about a minute to go around your body. So think of that. In one minute, the spurting. Anyways, yeah. I didn't want to get too preachy about that. Let's talk about Sean Monaghan. Do you know <laughs> that the Calgary Flames still owe the Montreal Canadiens their first round pick? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are uh, you aware of that, Peter? Uh, yeah, it's come up a couple of times. Um, and the way it's going, that could be quite the first round pick for you guys. Um, yeah, because, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's... It's it's a difficult one because as we mentioned, this guy has been through a lot. You know, like he he is the person that you get the buzzes on in operation. Like he's had everything. Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, when he's healthy, holy crap, is he really good? And at the like, you, you understand it, right? Because mm -hmm. it wasn't working. His buddy just got uh, just up and left to Columbus, which is going great for him. And so it's like, you know what? Let's just let, let's turn the page and move on. We're bringing in Nazem Kadri. You would trade Sean Monaghan in a first round pick for the 2021 Nazem Kadri in a heartbeat. Um, oh, it's yeah. just that everything has gone wrong since then. So that's- Well, and that's yeah, Key's mentioning in the chat, like it actually made sense. That mm -hmm. made sense to, to do at the time. And plus there were some big, big changes, as you mentioned. Um, <laughs> would, <laughs> this is being really greedy. Would the would the Flames trade for Monahan now? Because he would be really he would be very good in their lineup. He would actually make it a lot healthier. Right mm -hmm. now, he's essentially floating the Montreal Canadiens down the middle. Right, and like if this is a Flames team that is wanting to be competitive, one of the things they may need, especially if Lindholm wants to leave, is some strength <laughs> down the middle. So like I. I did a segment on radio out here about like, okay, if we're going to make the flames good, what do we need to do? And the yeah. amount of texts that were like, bring Monaghan back, let the, bring this guy back. Like really? fans are on board with this now too. It's like, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Let's so, do it, man. Yeah. Two, two firsts for Sean Monaghan. Let's roll. Well, no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll settle for Zari because then the Habs will have um, Kirby Duck, um, Gooley, Baron, and who else? Who was the Alex Newhook from that mm. uh, Team Canada? So we're just gonna have a full Team Canada line. I think Zary's the other one that came mm -hmm. out of that draft that played for Team Canada. So, yeah, let's do it, man. Let's. There uh, you go. <laughs> and, and your best prospect. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, Wolf. and Wolf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's just let's totally just finish your rebuild. Yeah. That, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it, it honestly must be because and also he's not a guy that you can root against. No, right? he's just a no. good, good dude. Yeah, I, 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 I feel like now, and this is just back in the day. Maybe people get mad at him now. The anger is just towards Calgary management, right? So, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. yeah. It's a, well, it's an, in- honestly, a, a lot of the frustration is at Kadri for like, if, if you would just be better, then we don't have to worry about this thing so much because, but because they are like, it's not direct, but it's direct because they're so tied. Um, uh, and until the last like five games, it's been really frustrating with, uh, with Kadri. So mm-hmm. I, I think that there's a, a bit of frustration with that, but yeah, no, it was, it was time to, to end that era of Calgary Flames hockey. And it is so great to see Sean Monaghan, um, I would say thriving in Montreal. The, the only, is. the only thing that that has been getting me is people would talk about it, and it's like, oh man, I can't believe that they gave up a Monahan. And you know, if he would have been healthy at the deadline, Montreal could have got something for him. It's like, but that, that was the point is that he wasn't that was healthy. The whole he thing, was, right? That was the whole thing always. Is that by the time that the end of the year came around, he had like he would score his goals in the way that Dave Anderchuk would score his, which is really hard to do on a body over 82 games a season. And so he would just get the shit kicked out of him. And by the end of the year, it's like, well, yeah, I actually only have one functioning leg, but we're still out here. The the Patrice Bergeron where he's like, actually all my cartilage got replaced by like marshmallows uh, in mid December. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just leftover lassoes from the, the the stampede is really all I have. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'll say this. And again, you know, we've talked a lot of medical staff this uh, tonight (laughs) and obviously with the heroics of the, uh, the Sabres trainer who saved both Zednik and Mallorchuk's life. Mm. Um, I don't blame the medical staff for what happened with Sean Monaghan one bit. And I don't blame them for what happened with Brendan Gallagher. And here's the reason why they were lying to them. And, and it, it comes down to the player gets the last. Okay. It's not the doctor. Right. So Gallagher came out this summer and he said, you know what, maybe me lying to our medical staff and telling them that I'm healthy was a bad call. And I was like, yeah, buddy. Um, you look up his, his history injury, which is, you know, you got to dust off a scroll like in Aladdin. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and so one thing that they're doing this year is they're being honest and they're not lying to the medical staff. And then the medical staff can do a pretty good job. And you saw Sean Monaghan, if he gets a clipped toenail, he's going to be out of play. So that's what the Habs are going to do this year. They're going to really yeah. protect him to try to get something at the trade deadline, hopefully from the Vancouver. <laughs> no, I, don't, <laughs> I don't wish harm on the, uh, I'm sorry, on the flames, but I really would love to see Kent Hughes is the kind of guy that would double dip. And oh, go 100%. back and, and and ask the flames for like you know what we'll take a second round pick for him. Yeah. Oh, how gracious! Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like that that is for for a win now move that that would be the type of thing that the that they would try to pull off. That, that I mean, look they they bought out um, Michael Stone. And then, oh yeah, had, but they gave him four million a year or something. And right? yeah, they, they bought they bought out Stone and then had an injury on the blue line and signed him again. So they had his they had his buyout on the cap friendly page Seriously? and then also his regular ass contract on there too. Um, oh, so that man. that's that, look that this is this is not an organization that is above doubling down on those types of things. You know, it's funny, and uh, we have a mention uh, a comment here from Mark Deg saying non athletes will never understand the thought process of people that play. No, no, I get it. It could. I'm the same kind of dummy. You know, oh, for yeah. um, the longest time when I would sneeze my shoulder and I can I have like an eight inch scar here because they had to do to, to replace part of my shoulder because I injured it when I was wrestling. And um, when I would sneeze and I was playing a mouse, it would actually pop out of its socket and I had to die hard it back mm-hmm. in. And my knee, you can ask Andrew in the chat, pops out all the time. And I, I just I start beating it like it owes me money. I put it back into place because that's what you do. But it's silly, too. Right. Like that's yeah. you end up paying for it in the uh in the long run so okay uh if you have any questions we're gonna wrap this up after the last segment if anyone has any comments and seg or 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 suggestions or anything throw it in the chat and we'll be glad to uh to discuss all that now i will say this um 
I think we can all agree that things in Montreal could be could be a pattern for places like in Calgary, but until they start drafting, in my opinion, generational talents that are available at fifth overall. <laughs> I don't know if we can for sure say that that's the thing with the house right now is there's some really great things by Hughes and, and company and some really mm -hmm. questionable things by Hughes and company. And by the way, Mishkov's about a point per game just turned 18 in the KHL outproducing every guy in history at that time. Just, just putting it out there. Yeah. To, oh, uh, he's going to be so good. It's going to be so good. It's going to so, be ridiculous. So, oh my God. Oh my God. It's going to be so good. Imagine, yeah. imagine you're Philly there and you're like, okay, that, that's like, that's like Kobe Bryant dropping. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and people said, oh, well, he only wanted to go to Philly. That's fine. You do, you do the, who was it that took Kobe? I uh, Charlotte took uh, Charlotte. Took yeah, Kobe, yeah. Yeah. And they said, fine, but like, give me your picks and your players. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Anyhow, I, I'll, I'll get over that eventually. I just went back to, uh, I was watching the draft uh, video today and, Jeff Gordon, I'm pretty sure they edited it, but halfway through, he was like, hey guys, like, are we sure we're really want to, we don't want to take that chance? And I think that's what's going to hurt them in the long run is yeah. lacking that chance. Okay, so Trizak wants to know, or is it Trinka? It's both. It's both. It's Trizak and Trinka, the combined. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're both here tonight. Uh, Peter, what is your luchador wrestling name? <laughs> is it El Manila? Manila or the handlebar? No, I think we're going to give Andrew. Andrew had the worst but best handlebar I've seen in a long time. I'm so sorry for his wife, though. Oh, my God. Um, what would your wrestling nickname be? Mine would be Gulgamore the Destructor. I've already, mm. that's locked yeah. in. Um, I I think mine has already been taken. There's a, a luchador in, mes, in Mexico with the, the name Nino Hamburguesa, which I, I think is something the, to do the with salami? hamburgers. No. The, the, the hamburgers, um, oh. which um, I, I think kind of like uh, kind of really really speaks to me. So that's that that, that yes, as a uh, as a, a plus size human being, that that's the the one that speaks to me. Um, Kek shows asks, can you explain the conditions in the Manhattan trade? No. Nope. No, no, no. All right, we, moving on. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I only have till the, Thursday for the next Flames game. I think we'd run out of time. I'll be perfectly honest, and and like I I try to cover everything from Habs history to to, to down to the Trois Rivières and every single prospect. And I live my life for watching hockey. That's one of the ones where I was like, not nah, absolutely not. I texted the Canadians' assistant manager at one point, and I'm like, buddy. What the hell? And he's like, "Yeah, man, that just that just got away from us." Yeah. So, anyways, it, it's it's complicated. That's yeah, that's that's one where like we're only going to know right like when whenever Montreal makes the pick with it. It's like, oh, okay, I guess it's theirs then. Like that's uh, we're not gonna be able to guess ahead of time. Okay, well, if this happens, then it's like, nope, Montreal's on the board. I guess they're drafting. All right, we'll roll yeah, with it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're just gonna let them tell us. And but you know, it's funny because uh, can't use has been known for doing that kind of thing. And even in his contracts, like he's the guy that got Darnell, Darnell nurse, his contract. Right. So mm -hmm. like, this is, this guy is, he will mine F you and you won't even know it. Yeah. Uh, that's what Ken Hughes does best right now. Uh, Trinka says, Andrew wins the handlebar competition. Yeah. Well, he's also got the full bald head. Yes. Like, man, he's it's quite the call. like, he's a, an empty beer away from being a sons of anarchy extra um, <laughs> right now. Um, Adam asks, in Canada, who's got the most and least functional management groups? You know, I will say that the Leafs last year, when it came out about the whole, they were, they were, their feelings were hurt because Dubas said, what was it that he was like, it was rough on his life or whatever. And then they're like, maybe he's not fully committed. I think that is complete bullshit. And that showed huge, huge dysfunction mm -hmm. between those two. I don't know if they're the worst though, because 
Calgary, I mean, sorry, Vancouver until this year, they've, they've basically just been stepping on rakes left yes. and right. Yeah. Edmonton has been gifted. Like, like they've been gifted the golden God and they still are unable to do anything. Calgary's kind of sitting in the middle. Winnipeg, I mean, they're kind of doing the Calgary thing when you think about it. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of just sitting in the middle. Ottawa is supposed to be good. This is what year four of un- unparalleled success. Um, <laughs> and then you have Toronto, who is emotionally broken and can't win in the playoffs. And Montreal's just starting the rebuild. So I think there's a lot of dysfunction all over. Uh, I, I would say most functional might be Montreal, honestly. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That is a terrifying thought. <laughs> I, yeah, that's very, very scary. Yeah, and yeah. this is the team who who scoffed at a generational talent. Okay, I'm not. I'm not over the the Mishkov thing. Um, we have <laughs> we have a question here from Tokai number one. If the Flames were to relocate, okay, well, come on, <laughs> whoa, whoa, uh, and have an expansion draft when the stadium is done, would we have a better team than when? what Conroy could do. <laughs> so if they, if they could just start yeah, over and do an expansion from draft. scratch, right? Yeah. You didn't inherit any garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Then I, I think you could. Yeah. I, I think we, <laughs> yeah, I think we so have too. two very clear examples of that with, with Vegas the and best Seattle, gift right? In expansion is not having the garbage, not, yes. not having the, the, the garbage jumps built in your backyard. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the best weapon right now in the NHL is salary cap space. Um, now no one yeah. has it, but like the, the best weapon is cap space. So if you have a full roster of it, then look what you can do, right? Like Vegas just took advantage of that. And yep. I remember going into the Seattle draft, everyone was like, oh, we're, we're not going to be got by Seattle this time. As like, they got, some, got. So, some we're still got, you know? Cause like you just, at that point, you just, you can't help yourself, right? Like, okay, well. They I fall mean, in love with their own. Play. I remember Marc yeah. Benjamin was so afraid of losing Alexi Amelin and then he lost him to Vegas and even tried to make a trade, but he, they couldn't, they didn't want to trade Alexi Amelin back. So he had to walk away. Yeah. Yeah, they lost and- their worst defenseman, and they still panicked and tried to get him back. Basically, <laughs> and there's who, so who many did Calgary? Who, who did Calgary lose to uh, to Vegas? Uh, they lost Derek England to to Vegas, which oh, it was weird because he was an unrestricted free agent anyway. Um, oh. so he was going to go. And they didn't there. pay him to. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and so which was a ringing endorsement of the roster of the Flames at the time. Uh, <laughs> but... Well, hey, between the Habs, it was, it was between Emlyn and Charlotte Udon, and Habs fans were, I might have stoked those fires, were really afraid to lose <laughs> Charlotte Udon. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll say, you know what? Any team not having the mistakes, like all, all for example, with the Habs, all that uh, Kent Hughes has had to do essentially is clean up the 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 crap that Marc Benjamin left, right? Yeah. So... Uh, I, like it's really hard to inherit a team. I've even done it with fantasy leagues where I'm in, I've been in them for 15 years to inherit someone else's garbage is, is tough. It's oh, really, yeah. really tough. So, you know, I, I would actually say Mac Benjamin left the Habs in a pretty good condition, even though he signed guys like Armian Anderson, I get it. And Gallagher, but he didn't use up all the first round picks. He didn't trade the first round picks. He had all his prospects in place. He had all his, uh, all his picks in place. And that's actually a pretty good handoff. You know oh, for I mean? sure. Yeah, we, we've been talking about bear cupboards in Calgary for a very long time. So if you can I can't even think of a, like who's the, who's who's the best player for the Wranglers, right? Or it's still the it's still the Wranglers. It's still the Wranglers. Yeah. Who's the um, best player? 
Because it's no longer um, what's what was what's his face that wasn't getting yeah, called it, up. Yeah, it's not time. Zari or uh, yeah, um, Peltier um, was the punk of fun. Yeah, Peltier. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah um, he he got hurt in training camp, or else he would have been in the lineup tonight, which sucks because you know Montreal and all that. Of course, of course, um, he did. of course he got yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, right now, the, the most talented kid there is definitely Matt Coronado. Um, oh he yeah, was, he Sean was with Farrell's the big club. Teammate. Yeah, he yeah. was with the big club and then got sent down. So he's he is the, the standout. So it would be him and Dustin Wolf right now um, are the, the two ones with the American Hockey League team to, to be excited about. But mm. when... Um, it reminds like, me a little bit of leaner times in Montreal. Be, Corey Pronman did that um, that that five-year look-ahead piece for, for The Athletic. And he just didn't list a fourth guy or what? <laughs> <laughs> well, for the, the Flames, their, their top line five years from now was Huberto question mark question mark. Um, which all three of those and, are real scary. <laughs> well, I was going to say, was did Huberto have his own question mark? In there too? So that's, yeah. You know, I, I will say this. He was never a hundred. What was it? What, it was a ridiculous number. 120. I forget what he got. 115, um, I think. He was never a 120 point player. Like that. That's no. let's be honest. But that's, I remember speaking to Andrew there. We were watching his son play soccer and he was talking about the, the the decrease in offense. I'm like, yeah, I don't think the league's ever seen like a 40 point decrease. And he's like, no, no, man. It was like a, like a 60 point or 70 point. What was it? The actual drop off? Uh, it was 60, Uber. 60 points. He went from, um, he went 115 to, to 55. The um, last so, time that happened was the year that Wayne Gretzky retired. Cause he went from whatever he had to zero points <laughs> yeah. the next year. <laughs> yeah. Like he, he literally couldn't do that again. He didn't get enough points last year to have that much of a drop off again this year. Um, oh, so I guess that's yeah, right. Yeah. That's positive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the biggest point drop off of a, a player in NHL history. So Absolutely. We got um, okay, so we have, uh, let's go one last question here. We have uh, Thomas asks, uh, Thomas has been in the last few chats. Um, they're calling you Randy there. I'm guessing that's like an homage to the, the hamburger thing earlier. <laughs> you know, why don't you have yeah. another cheeseburger, Randy? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Store-bought. Store-bought. Um, <laughs> question for Marc. Why do you think traditional media outlets are so lockstep with Habs management? In other words, they were talking down Mishkov before the draft. I noticed that too. And I thought, I won't call out any particular media outlets. Let's be honest. I've gone head to head with them before and they just rally and bully me, right? It's 150 of them. It's one of me. Mm-hmm. They, they, they they really get angry. They try to make me lose my jobs. It's like they, they, they get so cutthroat that it's, it's as everyone else, I've talked to other people in other, and it happens in other cities too, right? So there's really a, uh, circle the wagons mentality in hockey media. For example, when everyone was giving Pierre Lebrun props for giving up his question to what's the name of the Toronto, the TSN sports oh, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Westhead, Westhead who, who actually does journalism. Everyone's like, yeah, congrats for giving you, you know what? Someone else could have asked that. Someone else could ask the question, you know, mm-hmm. let's, let's, let's slow down from giving props to people for giving their way. You were there. You could have done the work. Anyways, all that being said, I noticed it too with Mishkov and I thought it was pretty disgusting for not only were they inventing things? They were saying, oh, a source of a source said it. They were talking about how his father was probably killed because Putin doesn't like him and uh, wanted to uh, extend Mishkov. Like, we're talking about media guys that said that in Montreal. And that's disgusting to actually use a young man's death, his father's death, as a strike against him is one of the most disgusting things we've seen. And I, I don't want to comment it more than that, but... If Mishkov was a good old Canadian boy, we'd be saying he's focused on hockey. He's a lot like Connor McDavid. He's just always hockey, hockey, hockey. Instead, and look, there's a lot of things happening in the world right now where I understand you'll have some negative opinions of Russia in general. Mm-hmm. But his the fact that he 
um, wasn't from Canada really played into it, in my opinion. I thought it was disgusting, and I'm glad that people noticed it. Like, this is... It, 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 it's, it got to the point that they're saying, oh, yeah, well, we have sources that his teammates don't like him, so we shouldn't draft him. They're like, well, who are the sources? Like, bring them up. And nobody was saying who it was. It was yeah. all clearly invented, and um, I think it was pretty disgraceful on the part of the media. That's that's my opinion on it. How yeah. about you, Peter? <laughs> yeah, no, like, there's there, there always seems to be that with Russian players, right? Like, every year it's like, oh, yeah, th this kid, like, really talented. He's put up a 1,000 points in four games. But uh, yeah. we heard, like doesn't really love the game. Uh, might, might have a big compete. You know, he might have a contract for a couple of years as if every kid who gets drafted in the first round just comes Caulfield straight to the NHL. Caulfield took a few years to, exactly. You know, right. like Caulfield took a few years to get here. Like that's, yeah. Anyways. Yeah, that, that, that one well, has you know always funny? been the lamest excuse for me. All the stuff they said about him um, is a little small. Cole Caulfield. He's going to be, it's going to take a while for him to get there. Cole Caulfield. Um, we're not sure if he does other things other than offense. Cole Caulfield. Like, are we, you know, yeah. oh, but he's going to fall in the draft because other teams don't trust him. Cole Caulfield. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyhow, I thought it was just ridiculous. And I, I saw that too, that um, I really saw that the media was trying to just invent things. But I'm sure, you know what? I don't give a shit though if Mishkov isn't sorting his recycling properly. As long as he's not going out there, killing, you know, kicking kittens into, into the canal. Yeah. I don't give a crap. I just don't give a crap. That's the way I look at it. Um, okay. Now, I think that's pretty much, I think we're good. I mean, oh, Claire brings a good one and we can, hi, Claire. Claire's my favorite. She's at every, every single broadcast. Everyone knows with the Habs. She was there all the time. So we always say hi, Claire, to start the show and bye, Claire, to end it. And if everyone in the chat wants to do it, I'd appreciate that too. We can get everyone doing it. Peter, you're going to have to do it too. Okay. Yes. The thoughts. And this is great because the NHL over time, we'll end on this. Overtime is one of their best things they've done in a while. I know everyone complained, but the three-on-three -three is incredibly exciting, in my opinion. And here's my take. They're not, they're, they're talking about guys retreating and, you know, slowing the play down. They're not going back in their own zone to stop the offense. Mm -hmm. They're going to restart the offense. It is so short-sighted to think that that's negative because the result of them regrouping is offense. Right. So what's 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 your take on, on this idea that the, and we'll be honest here, the NHL isn't about to do it, but they're discussing it. Mm -hmm. yeah like um three on three overtime a should be longer for one like um okay, more of yeah. it I, I think that would kind of get rid of some of the antsiness of like we only have five of these minutes i don't know why you're taking 45 seconds to go back and loop de loop before you come in but Fair no enough. like yeah, I, yeah. I, you you look at what would happen you know because like we we always think okay just do this and then it'll be great and there'll be so much offense coaches will suck the life out of everything they possibly that's their job. that's what they do yes yeah and so there would be a trap put in yesterday for, oh, guy kind of oh, can't go back past the blue line. Boom. Cornered right there. Yeah. Can't do anything. Yeah. And the play just absolutely stalls from that point. So there, I think there would be a lot of unintended consequences for putting in a, a back and over. I can see where people are coming from because there is a bit of like a, oh, we had a, oh, okay, well, now we have to wait. But then, like you said, when they come back in, they're coming in with speed and force and they have all the talent in the world because they're hockey yeah. players. Um, so I, I just, think they, they've realized that that losing the puck once is kind of death and like that, that, yes. that wide shot, right? That's, yeah. We oh, saw it's that it, yeah. when it came in, that was a big, now they're hardly doing that. But actually left-handed Penman mentions, how about this? No offsides in OT. I listen, I love chaos. I'm for it. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm immediately for it. Yeah. So, I'm, or I'm pro no offsides always. So I, I can get on board with that. Perfect. Yeah. You know, if he's cheating, oh, he's cheating. Well then catch him. You know, you can yeah. cheat too. Like if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. I also don't mind the idea of, and I, I think I'll get pushback of it, not necessarily being sudden death. Though, kind of like in soccer. Oh, okay. 
the, like a full five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you have it just but that for, most to do that wins. you'd actually have to extend it to like you'd have to have either two fives or one ten yeah you couldn't right. you, yeah yeah what would you That'd think about fun. that oh i would like that yeah two fives. You, you know the team yeah. would, that got scored on they have to go all out right oh yeah yeah and i mean look you could sell it to advert to, to uh, networks because you could put 30 second commercial in there or just a and now a message from DraftKings or uh, whoever you know like you can well, put a thing obviously in there. <laughs> um so it, it's like you, you could put something in there and it's like well there you go. Um, you're thinking I, like an NHL man right now. You're thinking about the yeah. media. I've worked you know, in mainstream yeah, yeah. media for too long. I, I just, I got that. But <laughs> I will say the best OT format I have, and uh, Conrad in the chat um, ha, does some work with the, the Calgary Canucks. So he might remember when the Alberta Junior Hockey League did this. It's mm -hmm. It was a six minute overtime. The first whistle after the first two minutes, it went from three on three to two on two. And then the first whistle after, with two minutes left, one it, on went, one? it went to one on one. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, what. Okay, whoever was drunk enough to think about that, <laughs> I want them on my marketing team yeah. right now. That's just screw it enough to be Alberta, right? Where it's just like, yeah, that, fuck it, man, two that, on yeah, two. Was that roll. medicine hat that you said? Is that <laughs> uh, just the Alberta Junior Hockey League? Just the, the whole, okay. everything here. So yeah. Oh, okay. okay, um, okay. You know, yeah. I, and I have, I have great people I love in medicine hat right now, but that's the type of thing that they would come up with right now. Yeah, hundred percent. Exactly. I, I did a game uh, like that, and it was just like breakaway, 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 breakaway. A like bottle of Forty nuts. Creek. You come up with that type of. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, you come up yeah. with that type of... Uh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. Um, okay, I think we're going to wrap it up now because we're, we're running at, what, uh, what 40 minutes there, Peter? Oh, we're at an hour. Yeah. And plus, we made everyone wait while we had our fun little... You and I, Peter. Yeah, our, our little dress rehearsal. Issues. Well, and, and you were saying you always have technical issues. I also always have technical issues. So I'm... By the way, everyone, I put in a call to Vidéo a couple of weeks ago and they're going to get back to me. It's just they're having a... There is an issue with my building. Perhaps it's the fact that it's the oldest building in NDG and they're having a hard time uh, getting internet in here. So it's 2023 and the two companies that can offer internet are having a hard time doing it. Mm. Think about that. We're going to end it right now. As Jean Simon mentions in the chat, bye, Claire. We're going to say bye to Claire. Salut, bye, Claire. Claire. See, there you go. Peter knows it. <laughs> Don't forget to like and subscribe. We'll be back on Thursday night. I will be joining my friend, uh, Andrew Berkshire. We haven't done a podcast together in a little while. I was supposed to do the one where Scott was on, but my godson, lovable little character, he's gross. He's really gross. And uh, I spent so much time with him that uh, I ended up spending time with all his uh, his his first grade class, if you know what I mean. So mm. I got a little bit sick last week. But uh, in the meantime, we want to thank Everyone, on behalf of Peter from Game Over Calgary, on behalf of myself, 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 Marc Dumont, uh, at Game Over Montreal, we want to end the best way possible. Bye, Claire. Bye, Claire.